Hello, I'm Neil Grant and you're listening to The Vocation Cast, a work search resource that shows you how to completely transform your professional future. If you're looking for an employed position with a private sector organisation and you're open to some fresh ideas that will propel you into the A-League of job seekers, you'll find plenty to get excited about here. In each episode, I present a range of work search strategies that are lifted straight from my Vocation Master programme. You can forget about a traditional approach, because what you get here is a total reimagination of what's possible. It's job hunting, but on steroids. You'll be learning a little theory and developing a lot of practical skills over the coming weeks and months. But if you're impatient and want to get ahead of the curve, there's a quick and easy solution. Visit vocationmaster.com where you can gain immediate access to my free Job Interview Secrets video course. You get three hours of information, advice and action plans that go straight to the heart of my advanced job interview strategy. I used to charge $99 for this material, but I'm now making it available to you without any charge whatsoever. To say thanks for showing interest in what I do, and as an insight into how I work, just go to vocationmaster.com for free and immediate access. Standard format job interviews are fundamentally flawed and for all sorts of reasons. They fail employers who spend enormous amounts of time and money on screening processes that are notoriously unreliable in identifying the best workers. They fail job seekers who are compelled to endure dysfunctional recruitment meetings that overwhelmingly focus on a candidate's weaknesses rather than allowing them to fully demonstrate their capabilities. My version of the interview is very different. I actually prefer to call it a hiring meeting in order to distance itself from all of the negative traits of job interviews. There are four key stages to familiarise yourself with, each of which are designed to counter every one of the problems that you get if you go down the usual interview route. In today's vocation cast, I'm going to outline these stages as you learn how to prepare for the perfect hiring meeting. Stage one is the introduction. The first of the four stages of the hiring meeting is when you make some introductions. On the face of it, nothing unusual here but you'll be announcing more than yourself because you'll also be introducing the format of the meeting. I've already covered much of what happens during this stage of the hiring meeting. That was in the vocation cast in episode 29. To save me repeating myself, I suggest you review that session if you need a refresher. 
but I'll give you a quick reminder of what I spoke about there. The objective of the introduction stage is to establish control over everything that happens in your job pitch from this point onwards. This sets you up to deliver your prepared presentation and to do so with the full agreement of the hiring manager. If you don't achieve this grand aim straight away, you'll struggle to present the rest of your pitch in the right way. So it's crucially important to use the first two or three minutes of the hiring meeting to seize control. It isn't difficult to do this, provided that you use the words and expressions that I give you, practice them well, and ensure that you've got the right attitude firmly in place. Because above all, nailing the introduction stage depends upon your mindset. The most challenging aspect of taking control is fronting up to a person who's in a position of authority and quite likely to become your new boss if everything goes well. The default attitude of most ordinary work searchers is one of deference to the interviewer, and it's an understandable one in many ways. However, you need to combat any residual feelings of this kind, which is why rehearsal is so vital. I'll be talking about the way you do this in vocation cast number 39. Stage two is the presentation. I've explained some of what happens during the presentation stage of the pitch in previous episodes, but it's worth going into a few more details of how I recommend you construct your content in a way that will make its subsequent delivery as powerful and effective as possible. It's really important to have a workable framework to help you do this. And the best one is similar to what a filmmaker or scriptwriter might use. It's called a storyboard and it allows you to see the outline of your content at a single glance. It shows how each part of your presentation fits together, all in one simple document. The storyboard is a visual representation of a three-act beginning, middle and end structure that reflects the one that all of us understand whenever we read a book, watch a film or engage with any other sort of story. It presents dilemmas and resolutions, asks questions and gives answers, builds tension and creates emotion, and all of those things deliver genuine impact. And a pitch is simply another sort of story which must be brimming with impact. My storyboard method distances you from the sinkhole that conventional job search candidates swirl around during standard interviews. A severe lack of structure in an applicant's presentation is a common feature of conventional interviews. 
My system gives you focus and total control because you employ the most effective and persuasive tools at your disposal. And that simply doesn't happen if you follow the tired steps of a standard job interview. This is the pitching format that I've taught thousands of clients in businesses large and small over many years and in countries right across Europe. No matter what the situation might be, if you're making a presentation or doing something that features an explanation and requires persuasion, this is the way to go. It works like a dream because it's simple, allows for interruptions and deviations within each section and provides enough structure to keep you grounded and focused on what matters at all times. I strongly urge you to adopt this system as you build the presentation stage of your job pitch. I haven't discovered a better one for any kind of encounter that requires persuasion and influence in over 30 years of business skills training. You get complete instructions in how to design potent pitch content in my Job Search Masterclass and as part of my in-person training seminars and individual coaching programs all framed within an easy-to-follow three-act story structure. This includes an amalgamation of all of the data and information you've gathered regarding the business problem you've uncovered, the solution you propose, of course, and how you weave your personal business story into the heart of the pitch. Stage three is expansion. When you've finished your presentation, the decision maker will almost certainly have plenty of questions. You can probably anticipate most of them, so you need to have some good answers that you can deliver without any prevarication. A question and answer session is virtually guaranteed to be a key aspect of the expansion phase of the pitch, but it's only a link into the single most important part. This is when you must demonstrate how you'll do the job once you've been offered a work contract. The way you do this will depend on lots of factors, including the nature of your work, the accuracy of the information you've uncovered, the viability of doing so inside your prospective boss's office, and many other things besides. Your planned presentation will have outlined the problem as you see it. You now have to expand upon the solution to the problem in the way that you've suggested. The best way to approach this is to imagine that your boss has asked you to research a pressing business need and come up with a proposal that will solve this problem. The expansion phase is the moment you present this to them in a demonstration of how you'd do the job once you're hired. You should keep this part of the hiring meeting brief and support materials to a minimum. 
you won't have the time to incorporate detailed spreadsheets or intricate flowcharts into proceedings. It's usually best to stick to an executive summary level presentation, unless circumstances dictate another route. The aims of doing the job in front of the decision maker, by way of expanding on your presentation, are threefold. First, to demonstrate your depth of understanding of the business problem and your technical skills as they relate to the specific task at hand. Second, to show that you have all the right attitudes, that you appreciate that you have to dovetail with other members of staff and that you can work within the financial parameters and whatever other resources are at your disposal. Third, you must show that your solution to the problem will make the company money, save them money, or improve efficiencies in some demonstrable way. If you can prove that you'll become a rainmaker by bringing in new business to the organisation, all the better. Proof that you'll add profitable numbers to the bottom line is the perfect scenario. The expansion phase is impossible to script in advance, as there are too many variables to consider. It's not desirable in any case, because you'll largely be responding to questions, inviting comments and soliciting agreement to your proposals. This doesn't mean that you shouldn't be well prepared. Use your research file, of course, and be sure to link your most pertinent skills that address the business problem with everything you do in the expansion stage of the meeting. Everything that happens here is what I mean when I talk about doing the job in front of the person you'll be reporting to. It's an extremely powerful way of allaying any fears they may have about your suitability for the role. Very few, if any, conventional job candidates will do this, mainly because they don't have enough information to use, but also because they don't have the gumption to do so. Stage four is commitment. The last thing you must do is seek commitment for whatever comes next, and this is what the final stage of the pitch is all about. If everything has gone well, you might believe that a contract negotiation is imminent. If so, you should initiate a commitment from the hiring manager to this effect. Perhaps a follow-up meeting is more appropriate, in which case you open your schedule and arrange the date and venue for this. In a worst-case scenario, you may have reason to believe that this work opportunity is, in fact, the wrong one for you. Therefore, you commit to terminating any future business relationship immediately. The point of commitment is that you mustn't indulge in the cardinal job-hunting sin of leaving things up in the air. 
you want a positive commitment, but you can handle a negative one. What's totally unacceptable is a reaction that's somewhere in the middle. So, those are the four stages of the perfect hiring meeting. Of course, it takes practice to make truly perfect, and that's something I'll be thinking about very soon. In the next vocation cast, I'll be considering what it takes to make a fantastic impression when you sit down with a hiring decision maker. You've got some high quality content that's ready to go, plus a meeting structure you can rely on. So you now need to deliver your words in the most effective way. These are the things that I'll be looking at in episode 33, Aspects of Performance Skills in a Hiring Meeting. So, I hope you can join me for that. If you prefer to watch training materials rather than listen to them, all of these vocation cast episodes are available in video format. Go to YouTube and search for Vocation Master, and via my Vocation Master website, of course. Well, thanks for listening, and I'll be back with you again soon. Bye for now.